You are about to enter a great adventure. What's up, gentlemen, and good at morning, afternoon, night, fucking whatever time you're listening to us. What's going on? This is Bobby with Strutting from Gorilla Crew. We got Mikey Cash, Big Vito, and welcome back to Matthew Maganelli. Big Mangs, Big Mangs, welcome back. We are the four men in their 30s bringing to you the latest takes through the decades. But more than anything, we just love to talk about wrestling of yesteryear. But today, today, gentlemen, we are going to be bringing to you an update on the road to WrestleMania. So let's get it. Big Mike, let's go. Yeah, let's go, man. Uh, All right. So I think kind of what we're going to cover today is sort of just the general build to WrestleMania. I think we're going to talk about, you know, obviously we're going to look at the match card. You know, what what do we feel like has been built well? What do we feel like hasn't? What do we wish wasn't built at all? I'm sure Vito already has an answer for that. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, we're going to kind of take a look at what are we excited about? What are the matches that we're, you know, really pumped to see happen at WrestleMania? What is it going to be like to have fans back in the audience? I think that's going to be really interesting. You know, I think they, they're going to have about like 45,000 people, which still is a lot of people. But uh, I think it's cool. You know, WWE gets... Uh, a do-over for WrestleMania 36. You know, I guess this is like, what, 36 part two? Would you say that, Vito? Like, they just get to use all the same graphics and everything that they had last year that they couldn't do? Yeah, why not? You know what I mean? Um, you know, they cut corners on everything else, so why not make this really simple for them? So it'd probably be the same guy. I bet it's the same I don't blame intro, them. Actually, just, you know, cut out the people. Remember remember when they did the, the, the RAR's War intros and, like, Bret Hart was center stage on there. It had Stone Cold walking through oh, the warehouse. Yeah, they were like stage, like yeah. fighting this warehouse and, thing. But they wrestlers were dropping off left and right, and I remember it changing like on a weekly basis. It's the same thing, right? WrestleMania 37. And in fact, funny story, you know, you corrected me because I thought it was WrestleMania 36 this year because I remember seeing the graphics from last same year. Exact. And yeah, yeah. So no, I'm I'm excited. You know, we do a we do a pretty good job talking about. Um, I think. As we we grew through this show, right, and we started it and just kind of threw ideas out there, we had, you know, at first it was just talking about everything that's going on in wrestling. And for us, it just wasn't something that we were finding a lot of passion or joy in. I'm not going to say passion. We were passionate, just probably not in the right right way. And so we've we've kind of moved towards this um, format of talking about older wrestlers mm-hmm. or different things. And I feel like we've we've hit our stride with that, but I think it's important to do these kind of uh, IRL in real life shows where we are kind of do an update here and there about what's going in the world, going on in the world of wrestling. So this is good. I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I, I I'll admit I was much like you. I think, yeah, we have passion, but I think sometimes our passion is about voicing our displeasure. So it can get pretty negative and there's probably enough shows that do that anyway. So we can differentiate ourselves a little bit here. And just kind of talk about, hey, what are we going to enjoy about this? So, boys, can we pause for a moment? Because truthfully, what we're talking about, because I know it's real to me, damn it. But (laughs) we're talking about wrestling in real life right now. We're talking about a show in real life right now, or many shows. I'm looking forward to the fact that WrestleMania is going to be live again. Mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to the fact that, you know, Mikey, you put out a great Twitter uh, on the at from underscore gorilla feed a little bit earlier. Uh, and that was just showing brand new rolling graphics. How about that? And yeah. if you haven't checked out um, the from underscore gorilla TikTok as of late, there's been some really great content getting put out by uh, uh, Vito, myself, Mikey's trying to figure out how to hit buttons and, Right now, Mango's trying to take care of baby diapers, so not really putting out much there, but we're having a fucking blast just talking about yesteryear, but I am looking forward to um, looking forward to the road, um, and that was because of Fastlane. So before we hit hit our stride on, um, on our stride to the road, are we going to be talking about Fastlane at all? We can. Yeah, we can. I think that kind of... Um... 
I think that kind of leads up to our our WrestleMania discussion. So we could we could talk about it. There's no problem. I, I I watched bits and pieces of it and thought it was um underwhelming, but okay. Like I don't know. It, it, it fine. I I you know I don't know that I would have enjoyed paying money for it. Like it just it was all right. You know, there's some good matches. There's some good stuff. I thought the the um the uh um McIntyre and Sheamus match was was better than than expected and uh yeah I thought it was better than expected to be honest with you again my expectations are so low that it doesn't take much to be for me to be like oh this is great you know like it, right. it, it's it's it, they're just so low so I mean I, I would say that was the highlight of the show and then the um what, what were some other ones on there that you liked Mike because I mean I liked um, the Roman Reigns match too they they did a pretty good job yeah. outside the ring well, I mean, one, Roman and Daniel Bryan, I think, have just really good chemistry together. They've actually fought at a fast lane, I think it was like three or four years ago. Back when Daniel Bryan first came back, uh, they they had had a match. It was really good. Uh, and this one was no exception. I, I think the whole thing with Edge getting involved, and obviously, as we'll continue to talk about WrestleMania, that makes a lot of sense. And... Again, it was just an, it was a fun match to watch. I thought it was hard hitting. You know, both of those guys got a chance to shine and kind of show what they're good at with one another. Um, another match that I actually kind of liked was Seth Rollins and Shinsuke. They had a really good match. Um, you know, it's not it wasn't that long. It was only about like twelve minutes, but what they did with that time was really good. And uh, you know, uh, as of right now, it doesn't look like Shinsuke is on the WrestleMania card. But uh, that's kind of a shame because I do think he is quite good. And I think that needs to change because yeah, I, yeah. I thought they put him yeah, on a really great match. Yeah, no, I, go ahead, Mike. Sorry. Oh, no, I thought he was awesome. But for, for me, I think sort of the highlight, even though it wasn't it was kind of a match, I guess, but Alexa Bliss versus Orton, which kind of led to the return of The Fiend, Bray Wyatt. And I mean, that whole segment, I just thought was really well done. Like they're, they've been kind of hitting it out of the park ever since they entered Thunderdome when it comes to how they present Bray Wyatt. I I think that's like their sweet spot because I think when you're doing these kind of supernatural elements, like with the undertaker, what, like years ago, they had like uh, him and Kane were doing the fire and the lightning and stuff. And that was cool in front of a live crowd. But I think with, the direction that they're taking the Bray Wyatt character, I think doing it in that kind of environment is more conducive to it looking better and just coming off better in terms of presentation. So I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I agree on that one. I, that was probably my, I forgot about that. That was probably the, the highlight of it for me. And the way they, they've been doing it is just, is great. The only thing I don't like about it, the, about the angle, not to get negative here, is that I really liked Alexa Bliss before all of this. And I like the character she's in now, but she's, it, she's not really wrestling either. You know what I mean? And she was a really good wrestler, in my opinion. I thought she was in the top tier, at least. Um, and I, I, I like the fact that, like, uh, as far as, like, a promo setting and, like, putting pushing outside of her element it's definitely different um but the weird part is like neither one of them wrestle very much like i, I if you really think about it like the fiend how often does he actually wrestle <laughs> right he's, he's you know what i mean like what a great schedule that guy has <laughs> but, but it makes doesn't it make it more of an attraction though and and exactly. i i find myself now being really interested when he has a match coming up Me or too. even alexa bliss at this point yeah. and like you said she is a good wrestler but i think now with what they've done with her character has made her infinitely more interesting to me yeah agreed no that's 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 a great point that's a really great point um mango do you have anything to add on the fiend i know you were kind of a fiend fan I can't remember if I liked him or hated him. It's gone. I've gone back and forth on him. Yeah, I, you're you know, a flip flopper. It's really interesting what you said about him. He, yeah, I am a flip flopper. Um, he doesn't wrestle a lot, which I think is is make will make it very special when he does wrestle. Um, I don't love how they keep kind of changing his look. I, I mean, it, I feel like that happens pretty often. I, it's, I don't know. He's gone. Is that so, a, is that happening? So Mango. I think I agree. I see what you're saying. I think in defense of it, I think what they're doing is sort of showing like the evolution of how the character is changing, given the the things that happen each time he wrestles. So the last time he fought Orton, he got like set on fire. Right. So now he comes back and 
you're seeing like the damage of that. So in a way they're trying to like, it's like carrying the story over. Like he's still the fiend, but he's been damaged and he's been changed. And I'm sure at some point he'll, you know, he'll heal and he'll go back to maybe what we know, but <laughs> still think it's cool. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. It's definitely uh, it's different. It's, it's something that's like fresh. And I mean, I, I'm not gonna call it super fresh cause it's been going on for a while, but it just, it's different and, and it's more creative. But the thing again, we'll talk about it and I'm not going to harsh, I'm not going to like harp on this because we, we do it all the time, but it's like, it's nice when they let the wrestlers have some sort of creative input. Cause you know, this is a brainchild of the fiend or of, mm-hmm. of Wyatt, you know? So it's good. I'm excited about it. And you know, I don't, I, I want to brush on this later, but, um, with the, we haven't talked about Orton in any of it. Yeah. And, um, I got to tell you you know, Mango, you talk about being a flip-flopper. Um, it, uh, it, I watched the Broken Skull sessions with um, with with Austin mm-hmm. and Orton, and it was really good. And I was not expecting that to happen. He came across as like a really grateful guy who really acknowledged the fact that he's kind of been pushed to to know like from the beginning of his career, and he's gotten really lucky yeah. and. I thought that was really cool. And he thanked a lot of people. And I don't know if that's like an attitude adjustment from how he was for years. <laughs> and this is like the new Randy Orton. Um, but it's just, uh, I, I I had a lot more respect for him coming out of that. And you can see he's really trying to give back a little bit. And his segments, he talked about how he wasn't good on the mic. And someone like Austin was giving him a lot of crap for not being good on the mic. And so he took that to heart. And, you I, you know, they talked about the segment where he came out about Edge and they showed it. Mm-hmm. And you could really, I didn't know all of that. But now knowing it, you can definitely see he he's putting a lot more emotion into it. And I don't know. I, I, I think he's always been a great worker. And he's got the look. He's got the talent. And I, I think this is one of his be- better angles in the last few years. I agree. And when you listen to that interview, he sounds like a changed man. He sounds like somebody who has had a lot of time to reflect. And whether it, whether he got therapy or something or whatever, whatever he did, he definitely sounds a lot more enlightened. And I like enlightened Randy Orton. Yeah, This guy actually sounds grateful for the things that he has. I mean, every time he's talking about the matches that he had, the segments that he had, there's a humility to him that was not present before. And listening to him even talk about Christian, who isn't even with the company anymore. But the fact that he was just praising him, Evan Bourne, who's not with the company anymore. I mean, the thing like little things like that, just putting these guys over and, and how much they helped him throughout his career. I just think it's really cool. And that's I, I would throw that out as a recommendation for people to check check out that interview it's really well done and and worth a listen yeah no i i agree i agree with you on that one um it was it was really good and the funny thing you know we might as well just talk about it now and we can skip over it later but the funny thing about it is that uh you know it seems like austin doesn't even like orton no, like, like no, it, it, it seems like in the past, Austin didn't like Orton and he's kind of on. I feel like he's in our shoes where he's like listening to him and talking to him and like, OK, he's kind of getting it here. He's kind of getting it here. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like they related to each other a lot when they started yeah. talking about different parts. It feels like they didn't communicate a lot in the past. And I don't right. think I think it was more because Austin probably just didn't like him. And I think now he he kind of has a little bit more respect for him. So it was, it was really good. I, I don't know if you guys saw it or not, but I, I highly suggest checking that out. It was, it was really good. You're selling it pretty good. I, do I sound weird? <laughs> no, you sound great, Mango. Okay. Uh, I, I was just thinking Orton and Austin never really uh, crossed paths in their careers per se, I guess. So maybe they just didn't really know each other that well. He did get uh, a stunner from Austin once. Yeah, it was in Survivor Series. It was one of those random, it was an elimination match, and it was when he had that weird, it was Austin and Eric Bischoff, like for the co-GMs. And so in the match, it was like whoever won would be the official GM. And that's that's how I, I, I don't know how I remember that, but it was just a weird thing. That reminds me, we should probably uh, hit on the um, Hall of Fame at some point today. Oh, we will, uh, we will. What you wanted, is that on the thing? It is yeah, on the it's agenda on, it's for today. Agenda. Oh, it's, low, it's low on the agenda, but it's on it's, the agenda. You mean Eric Bischoff getting in the Hall of Fame isn't the first thing we want to talk about? 
Yeah, no, not yet, not yet. We'll <laughs> get there. We'll not. get there. But no, I, I, I think, I think that's that's probably enough. I mean, we we kind of got a little sidetracked here, but let's move on. So if we got the fiend, we got Orton. I think that's one we're, that we're all kind of looking forward to. That yeah. if we were taking some, I, you know, I, I just got to say from a from a, you know, hundred and eighty foot view here, like uh, actually that's not very high. Up, but that's yeah. actually it's not really very high. Like a ten thousand foot view is more what I was trying to get at. But you got like a ten thousand. <laughs> yeah. So you know, I, I got to tell you, I'm not overwhelmed with this card. I feel like they just yeah. threw stuff together really quick. But um, but we'll go through it, and I'll be as positive as sure. I can be for you, Mikey Cash. <laughs> uh, so we got the next one, which is a what? What is it, Bobby Stone? The Triple Threat main event. Between Reigns, uh, Daniel Bryan, and Edge, how do you yeah. guys feel about that? I'm ready for it. I think it's. I, I, I've actually been more interested in the response to this match happening than the actual build to the match itself. If you go on Twitter, people are act actually like upset with Daniel Bryan for getting into this match, which is kind of hysterical given like the fan push to get him into main event matches over the last like decade so it's it's fucking hysterical to watch this happen like this like community just eat itself from the inside because they can't handle this like it's it like i think wrestling fans and i'll include myself in this sometimes we just don't know what the hell we want and so now you're getting it and that and you're like but i have nothing to complain about i'm so used to hating everything so i'm just gonna hate this but i think this is gonna be a really good match i think it there is an opportunity here for Edge and Daniel Bryan to have some interactions with one another, which they've never really had. I think it was very minimal at best. And obviously throwing Reigns in, he's had a hell of a year. This is the one year I think many people have no problem with Reigns being in the position that he's in because he's been doing it so well. So I'm all for it. I'm looking forward to see how this plays out. I don't I don't know if maybe Edge wins it or does Daniel Bryan come away with the title win again or does Reigns further solidify his place by now beating both of these guys? Who knows? So I, 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 if you, uh, I was curious as to why this is still a part of the second night. I'm more so confused as to why it's a two night special, even still. Uh, if this is WrestleMania and we're trying to do a, a WrestleMania, a brand if it, if if it's starting to go back to its if it's old old view oh it looks uh, like go dive it, in well so bobby to answer your question i think it's it's wwe trying to address something that was presenting itself over the last several years which was wrestlemania started to become like a 7 hour event you know when remen you were watching it you know, we used to have those parties at my house and and nobody was able to actually stay the whole time because it was such a long match. Mm-hmm. It's such a long event, I mean. So I think in an effort for them to start addressing that, and and I think this was a legitimate complaint among people, and, and especially even being there. I mean, you're sitting there, you're standing. I mean, I, I was at WrestleMania a few years ago, and that thing was so long. I was at the one in New Orleans just a couple of years, and it was at least six hours. That's a long time to be sitting and watching wrestling and to feel emotionally invested. And I think one of the part of them splitting it up is not only to just keep people invested, but also to prevent people from sort of, you know, hijacking the show. I think that's kind of part of it, too. It's like if you keep people fresh, they're less likely to just start doing boring chants and CM Punk chants and, you know, you can't wrestle shit like all that stuff that starts to happen towards the end of the show when people are just like super drunk because you've been drinking for six hours. And then you start getting just like bored, just sitting there like you're just exhausted. So I think this is their way of addressing those kinds of issues. And in in the way I'm seeing it, it kind of gives these matches time to breathe. So you have one night and these matches get proper time. You don't you don't have to have these squash matches happening in between. And each match gets their their kind of moment to shine. And so you can say like, hey, I'm headlining night one of WrestleMania. I'm headlining night two. Uh, I personally, I don't see much of a difference either way. So I will agree with you. But only to a certain degree, because and I think this is where I might have the air of somebody like Vito, where if it's for two fucking nights and you have a bad bunny versus mismatch, that doesn't need to be on the card at all. Meanwhile, you're. 
you're you're not e- even going to give somebody like Shinsuke the ability to to, but what's to hit the, the card. You put them in yeah. a battle royal. You have this. No. Like, if you noticed, I don't think there's a battle royal happening this year. I mean, it might. I mean, there's still. It is. Two, it is. Two weeks. Okay. It so is it's, happening. So it's Women happening. And men's. Don't forget. Yeah. It's happening. So, there's right. also going to be a couple other matches added that I was going to sure. talk about that. that and they'll they probably be added. on the pre-show. And the, yeah, the, but I, I, here's the thing. I, I, I like the two nights. I think it's great. I, I, I like it. But here's the issue. You kind of have a, a, a situation here. So we talk about NXT and we talk about WWE, right? And we talk about AEW. This is going a little off subject, but I, I want to mention it because it makes sense here. What's great about AEW so far is that they don't have as large of a roster as the WWE. So they can take these of these these um, programs that they have with wrestlers and really extend on it. And they've done a good job of doing that. And we talked about this before the show. Right now with, with, with Raw, it's hard to invest, or even SmackDown, it's hard to invest in it because they change things at the drop of a whim. Like I, men- I mentioned this, last year, Aleister Black faced Lashley in the second match of rest- one of the WrestleManias. Aleister Black won. Alistair Black is not on the card this year, and Lashley is the world champion. Like it just, there's just no rhyme or reason behind any of it. I know things change throughout the year, but right. like the, my point is, they 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 have so many things going on. What separates NXT from the other two main brands is that they focus on storylines and let them draw out. And it doesn't have to be everybody, but when you have, when you literally have, I don't know what they're gonna have twenty matches, call it going on here, and some of them were just thrown together. Like Shane versus Shane versus um, Braun Strowman. I know it's been this little thing going forward, but like, what, is that necessary? Is that a necessary no, match it's, for the show? It's not, but in Vince McMahon's mind, it is because is, he always he always views a Shane match as like an attraction match. So it, if if you're looking at it through that lens, yeah, it makes sense. We don't like it, but if to him it makes sense, then he's going to put it on there. But and, if they go back and forth, like think about the days when WrestleMania was really good, right? Did they have attraction matches? Did they have guys coming on a part-time gig that were were wrestling? No, they had guys like Austin and The Rock. And I know things are different now. I but get didn't it. LT fight Bam Bam? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that that was one. That was one one attraction match. That's fine. I understand that. But now you have Bad Bunny. You got you got these guys that are in here that. They're they're leaving people off the card and they're wondering why ratings are going down. And it's because they're not letting these guys build up to be wrestlers. And these wrestlers are getting frustrated with it. And look, this is my only negative point because I don't want to go down this road. I want to talk about the positive parts of this. Mm-hmm. But I, I personally like the two days because for me, it's a break. I can I can look at what's going on for a couple hours and I don't have to spend eight hours watching right. 80% garbage, really. So without a doubt, I think the only thing that I was trying to drive home with that question was the fact that WrestleMania has gotten so big that it it is now taking on two days. But Mm -hmm. if it's supposed to be the creme de la creme, like, so are we still going to have a, um, are we still going to have another NXT takeover as well? Yeah. Yeah, okay. it's, it's, so that's right. a two-night event now, too. But but that shouldn't be. That roster's small enough that it shouldn't be two nights. But look, if I, I mean, I can show you guys the card for that. It actually looks good. It's going to be good. Yeah, It's going to be great. I mean, you have Tommaso Ciampa versus Walter for the United Kingdom Championship. You got the NXT women's title, Io Shirai versus Raquel Gonzalez. You got a ladder match for the NXT Cruiserweight title. Um, you're going to have a Gargano match on there. They're having night one is a, a gauntlet eliminator match. And the winner of that match faces Johnny Gargano on night two, which I think is kind of cool. Um, and then of course you have the unsanctioned match with Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole. And then the NXT championship match, Finn Balor versus Karrion Cross. Dude, that, I mean, to pers- like, obviously we're going to watch WrestleMania. I'm going <laughs> to do it. And there's parts of it that I'm excited for, but on the whole, I'm way more emotionally invested in the takeover event. So, Even though it's two, Bobby, here, here, one, one last thing I'll say about it. They're all think of it this way: WWE wants to own WrestleMania week. Look at look at the week of WrestleMania, the way these things are scheduled out. So you got Monday night on Raw. I'm unclear what's going to be on that Tuesday, 
But Wednesday and Thursday are the two is the two part NXT takeover event. And then you have Friday night SmackDown. And then you got Saturday and Sunday for WrestleMania. That's purposeful. That's why they're also doing this two nights so that they're owning the conversation every night of the week. Yeah, it's mutually beneficial to both the fans and WWE to have it on two nights, I think. Because I, I think uh, no, you're right. You're right yeah. I just I, think I, it's a I just think it's a lot. I mean, I'm I'm is. a wrestling fanatic obviously and we all are. It's just it's hard for me to focus on what I'm going to be invested in here like what what match is really pushing me to the edge. And I'll be honest, I didn't even know the NXT matches like that, but I just listening to that card, I would much rather watch a lot of that. Dude, than, I mean, than WrestleMania. Like and, I'll and be I, honest with you. I can't wait. And uh, honestly, like that I'm all for that. And and in terms of what you were saying video about how do I approach all of this then? Cuz uh, Bobby, I'm assuming you might feel the same way. Like, well, how do I do this? Like how can I get up for all of this stuff? And maybe it's just picking and choosing. I know it sounds like kind of shitty considering no. how like we're a wrestling podcast but you know you choose like what you know what night do i feel like i can get the most invested in this and i'm gonna watch that night and then later on i could just watch it on demand and, and sort of just pick and choose what matches i want to check out well i think my I, I think my biggest thing is if this is supposed to be wrestlemania is as big as the super bowl in terms of viewership globally but you walk in what what needs to be the three-hour pinnacle matches should be the three-hour pinnacle matches and then you should have subsequent like what i what i enjoy about takeover is that you took over the the night before as well you also have the hall of fame so you had the ability to take every night so i i like the fact that there's two nights what i don't like is that if it's two nights give me two nights of quality bad bunny versus the miss is where i really think you've missed the mark all the way through because i think there's other matches that you could possibly have on there like how is uso not on there how uh, there's a no, lot I, of other I, good talent that should be on there and if you're gonna make it two nights then make it two damn good nights don't give me garbage that's all i'm trying to give say all right bobby then i, I I love it, Bobby. I love it, Bobby Stone. Okay, I think we're all kind of saying the same thing, but mm -hmm. not realizing we're doing it. So Bobby and Mike, I think both mentioned Shinsuke not being on the card. Yeah, is that true? Okay, That's right. but then Vito said um, Alistair Black was on the card last year. He's not on the card this year, and Bobby Lashley is now in the main event. And he he was like a piece of shit last year, right? What the WWE is teaching us is that anything can happen on any year. So thank you. Shinsuke could be in the main event next year. Who knows? On night one, night two, they have to, and they also have to have enough time for all these guys. I, and you're also rewriting history, Vito. You're saying, you're saying that back in WrestleMania 12, you think that the skip body Donna's versus Barry Howard's match had a one year buildup. It didn't. You're, <laughs> you're a fucking liar. Number one. No, it's, I, the, the main same. event had a buildup. I it's agree, been the but, same the whole time. Hold on, no. exactly. hold on. Let's let's take a look at something here. Let's take a look at something because I agree with no, you on that, Mango. <laughs> no, think about this though. Think about this though. When we watched wrestling, right? Who was the draw? Like every time we through the decades, there was always one or two wrestlers that were this giant draw. They don't have that in WWE. They really don't. I'm sorry, Roman Reigns is not even close to the draw that a John Cena was that a that a uh, Stone Cold was or that a that a Hulk Hogan was and I, I get it those guys don't come around all the time but again this is wrestling that is not real that they focus on and this comes back to creative they have those guys are just as talented I'm telling you they're just as yeah. talented they're if not okay. more talented I I, I got to jump in on that because here's the thing when John Cena was around in main eventing you were saying the same thing so now oh. it's just changed it no I just didn't like changed. John Cena. I, right. I, I and, and I good think, but I think you know, like Roman Reigns that's either. what interferes with all of this is like, you know, we, we don't think Roman Reigns can be the top guy because we don't really want it. No, so I we're never going to really look at it. I'm then. happy. We're never going to be objective. Ah, see, I'm happy he's doing what he's doing because he's much better this year, like you said, than he was last year. But why? 
because they went with what was the the guy the, what the fans wanted. They let him go. Sure. But why aren't they doing that with other people? Like that's what I don't get. It's like only these pe- like yeah. pockets of people. Like think about the like Daniel Bryan was a pretty big draw when he was there. And again, is he going to be the type of person that Stone Cold or the Hulk Hogan was? Probably not. I mean, that was a time in wrestling when like all cylinders clicked for multiple reasons. It wasn't and just Stone Cold. It's unfair to hold those guys to that standard, I'm, though. I'm not. I'm and not it, holding the guy. Hold the company to that standard. No, I will hold the company to that standard. No, I will hold the company to that standard because I invest time and effort into it. And I do what you say. I do what you say. I pick and choose what I want to watch. But like it becomes so it becomes so frustrating when like there's just again, I go back and I'm watching the the Raws from 97, 98. And is it this perfect storyline? No, but they hold true with what they're doing. Like it just it, I, I I'll even put it this way: the announcers suck in WWE. I they oh just God. are terrible. <laughs> he's, going, he's going down the bad bunny rabbit hole. Anyways, okay, moving got, on. Pull up the rabbit hole. He was, he was on. teetering on. on the edge the whole this whole so, conversation. I was, I, was being good. I was being good. So, so moving on. All right, so, go hold, ahead, hold, hold, so I guess. I didn't mean to to bring you all the way down that rabbit hole, Vito. So one, I will apologize. But yeah, two, fired up. Night one feels like the participation trophy, and night two is WrestleMania. That's all I'm trying to drive home. Yeah, you could be right. You could be right. How they book well, it. The potential for Cesaro and self Seth Rollins to to steal the show on night one is very high. I think both of those guys. Yeah, are I awesome. agree. This is the first time Cesaro. So speaking of people getting opportunities. This is the first singles match Cesaro has ever had on the WrestleMania card. That is amazing. I'm pumped about because that. it's it's been a travesty I did not the way know that. that man has been booked. So, and to work with a guy the caliber of Seth Rollins, he's really good. So I, I think this has great potential. I think you know, obviously, the Bad Bunny thing is going to be the Bad Bunny thing. Am I excited about the New Day versus AJ Styles and Omos? No. I could do without AJ Styles or Omos. Like, New Day could be fighting anybody else that's a legitimate tag team, and it would be much better. Um, Sasha and Bianca Belair, I'm looking forward to that match. Do I think that they've done a pretty shitty job of building them towards each other? Absolutely. I think there could have been way more opportunities that that they they definitely missed in terms of how they got to this match. Um, Lashley and McIntyre? I'm actually fine with. I think Lashley has sort of really proven himself over the last year and speaking again to that point of kind of where he was on the card last year to now. And credit goes to the Hurt Business, one of the best things going right now on Raw. I mean, the way MVP is just in all, for lack of a better term, the MVP of like what he's been able to do with Lashley in terms of like mentorship and just even like being the mouthpiece. Um, and Drew McIntyre, I mean, he's proven himself over the last year as well. I mean, he had one of the like the dubious distinction of having like the pandemic uh, title award. You know, like he, his whole reign was not in front of anybody, so that 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 was really sad to see. But anyway, I think I kind of just went on a tangent. So should we no. get to night two? Yeah, can can I touch on the AJ Styles thing though? Because I think well, there's there's three things that bother me like mostly about this card. No, 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 no. I thought you mentioned this one man. Yeah, yeah. Listen, I don't know how how, I don't know how much longer AJ Styles can be around, but I got to be honest. If you look at the the wrestlers around today in any promotion. He's one of the top wrestlers around. It's it's no question. And unfortunately, like, he had a good run at the beginning. Mm-hmm. But, like, I just think now he's so underutilized. Like, I, I think him versus Kofi Kingston, just in a singles match, Kofi oh, Kingston, yeah. would be awesome. Mm-hmm. But, like, I get what they're trying to do. Maybe they're trying to add a couple more people. And maybe they will steal the show in that match. Because this almost guy... I. I can see the writing on the wall now. There's no way he's going to come in and put on this awesome match. So, yeah, yeah I bet it's going to be a Kofi Kingston versus AJ Styles steal the show type moment in that. Um, the other thing that bothers me is the Kevin Owens Sami Zayn thing. Like, again, the, they put on a great rivalry. They've done it mm-hmm. in the past, but like, there was an interview with Kevin Owens like a week ago, and he wasn't even sure he was going to be on the card. And it's like, how do you go from having a great match against Roman Reigns to then not even know if you're going to be on the WrestleMania card? And it seems like they just threw this one together because they're like, oh, we've seen what they've done in the past. Yeah. But again, I don't have a problem with them going against each other, but the buildup could be so much better. I, I'm be with you so on that much one. Better. 
I, I like Kevin I'm Owens really, is so underutilized. It's like ridiculous. Well, and then, well, the Sammy and Kevin rivalry was underutilized. I mean, 100%. a couple of years ago, what was it? 2016, 2017, where they would just have like this series of matches that were just like, just hitting it out of the park, like one after another. And I think a lot of people thought it was going to lead to an eventual like one-on-one WrestleMania match, except they did it like six years too late. And so like, they're just like throwing this in there. And so, yeah, you know, like the, for them, it's like the build, I think in their eyes is the build that they had all those years ago with like all, all this other yes. stuff. So it's like the history provides the build itself. So you, in their mind, it's kind of like a paint by numbers. Like you don't have to do much. You can kind of set it and forget it. It's Sammy and Kevin. They have this history. They have this rivalry. They're great in the ring together. So guess what? Now you're going to be on WrestleMania. Like, yeah, I'm happy no, that I they get the match, agree. but I, it's how they got there that I'm I'm in agreement with you, Vito. Yeah, I, I agree with that one. I, it's just like I, the Kevin Owens thing is an enigma to me, and Sami Zayn too, because I kind of like this new Sami Zayn with him being like in like a a heel. And he's doing pretty good with it. I give him credit with that. But mm-hmm. the Kevin Owens thing, it's like. I think this is the part that bothers me is that you can see that the fans like Kevin Owens, but then they gave him a title reign and it was kind of um, underwhelming, I think. And I'm not going to say it was bad, but it wasn't, it was just underwhelming. And um, I think they're reluctant to push him to that level again, but then you see him with like Roman Reigns and he has this great match. And like, I don't know. I just think that they don't use him correctly. I, I really think he, he could be better in that that realm. Same with Sami Zayn, unfortunately. But the the one other one I'm excited about, and you'll like this, you'll like this, Mike. You'll be happy I'm mentioning this one. But Oscar versus uh, Rhea Ripley, or is it yeah. Raya or Rhea? Because I Rhea. never Rhea, Rhea Ripley. Ripley. Okay. Because yeah. sometimes they call her Raya. I feel like, but anyways. So I think that's going to be really good, and I think she has a chance to kind of mm-hmm. take over the the Charlotte Flair spot because I I don't know what's going on with Charlotte Flair. I don't know if it's the un and. The Andrade, uh, Andrade situation. situation or, or injuries what? or or what it might be. Yeah. But um she I I don't I don't know. I don't know what it I, is. I don't know what's really going on there. And I, I'm Maybe. with you, Vito, but I'm looking forward to that match too. Man. Me too. I, I'm Me too. all for that. Asuka's great in general. I mean, I think we mentioned this on on the Twitter. Like every match Asuka has with people, like in general, just shows how much better she is than her yeah, opponent. Like agreed. leaps and agreed. bounds. So being able to work with somebody who is amazingly polished for as early as she is in her career. But when uh, Ripley was down in, when she was started in NXT UK and she absolutely crushed it and then moved over to NXT and then crushed it from there was having bangers. And uh, so I'm really looking forward to like what she can do with Asuka. Um, also Big E versus Apollo Cruz should be good too. Again, opportunities is Big E's yeah. first singles match yeah. at a WrestleMania. Apollo Cruz was relegated to battle royal duties for years and so i I gotta say i know and and i don't want to come back and start any shit Vito. i won't say anything i will say if you look at this card from top to bottom this is the first year where it's not dominant with part-timers and celebrities there's a few there's shane mcmahon there's bad bunny you have what I would agree with. I that. mean, maybe Edge is the only other person, but even Edge is fine with him. That's yeah, I'm that's fine with Edge. Kind of to me, I see that as as significant because we're not, you know, no Brock Lesnar, no John Cena, no Undertaker, mm-hmm. no Rock, nothing. It's yep, completely, it's completely legitimate, Mike. And I was going to mention that it's almost like a kind of a big reset for WWE this year. Um, aside from Edge being in the main event, everybody, like you said, everybody's a full timer. This is the first year. Uh, will we like it? That might be another story, but um, it's going to be, it's big. It's it's their time. And it's like kind of like a, like you said, an opportunity for these guys. I Can I just mention great. one thing about the first, is the first night going to be the McIntyre versus Lashing is the main event? That's the way it sounds. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I really like that. I think that's big. I just, I like those two dudes. I love mm-hmm. how the Hurt Business has gotten time to grow and breathe and stuff like that. Like Vito had mentioned, they don't give anybody time to breathe. I think that's going to be really cool. I love McIntyre. Oh, my God. One thing to mention. I don't know if we ever, you guys talked about this when I was gone. McIntyre versus Goldberg a few months back. Um, Goldberg is like half the size of McIntyre. Did you see? Like, Yeah, he looks like an old man now. Yeah, McIntyre. I think they legitimately only had that match to make McIntyre look like an insane beast. It was crazy. No, I 
I, that's a great point. Yeah, we mentioned that. And I think it's half the fact that uh, McIntyre obviously looks good, but Goldberg like has like atrophy going on. Like he's just getting that old man look. And it's, I think that's going to be his last match. I mean, there's no way if he does one more, it'll be like a ceremonial see you later match, but I I'd be shocked if they use him much more. And, and it's just, but anyways, we're, we're I, I want to keep going. Cause I want to mm-hmm. make sure we, so I think we're all in kind of, you know, our opinions on, on WrestleMania. Um, I I'm excited for it, but again, my, my bar is so low that I hope they do the same mm-hmm. thing they did with the Royal rumble. I yeah. do want to say one thing though about Miz and Bad Bunny. I do talk a lot of crap about Bad Bunny, but I want to say this because it makes, I, I don't know if I come across saying this, but I, I, as a performer, I do not like Bad Bunny. Okay. And I don't like how WWE does stuff with performers now, but I understand that he's a passionate guy about wrestling. So I give him credit and I'm excited to see how he does. I just don't like the the way that they pushed us with the music and everything like that so that's all i want to say because i do talk a lot of trash about him um but let's move on to uh to the, to the hall of fame. yeah for a guy who doesn't like bad bunny you talk about this dude non-stop yeah even 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 my girlfriend over here heard me hears me talk. I I bitched to her about it too. So it's not just you guys. She probably hears it more than I than you guys do. So yeah, I just want to make that <laughs> point. No, <laughs> see, that was she, great. She knows she was she laughing. Exactly yeah, what you were exactly. talking about. See, so I just want to point that out. But anyways, let's move on to Hall of Fame because we don't have a lot of time here. Uh, we, and and I I, I want to hit on that, and I know you guys do too. Um, so. You know, we got the Hall of Fame and they're going to do the 2020 and the 2021 Hall of Fame. Um, so it'll be interesting. Um, we've had a discussion on, mm-hmm. on you know, our Hall of Fame people. Um, and I, if you if you haven't listened to our our episodes, you should go back and listen. Um, but we have we have one on, you know, who should be in, who shouldn't be. And we're constantly debating that. Um, mm-hmm. But. So let's talk about a couple of them. We got the NWO who was inducted last year, and that's going to be Hogan, Nash, and um, X. Is X Pac on that too? I don't even know. I feel like he was. And there then um, many people. The, I just don't even know who's in it. But I mean, I get if you're if you are me and or us, and we're talking about NWO, I think about Hogan, Bischoff, Hall. And Nash, that to me is the NWO. And then everyone else kind of came and go, went, came mm-hmm. and went, came and went. That's the NWO to me. So they, it was a big thing last year where Nash wasn't even, um, wasn't even, I'm not Nash, uh, Bischoff wasn't going to be inducted with the NWO. And it was like a huge thing. And mm-hmm. now Eric Bischoff's getting inducted on his own. So that that's interesting in itself. Then you got Batista who was on it last year, but he's not going to be on it this year because he couldn't um, like a scheduling issue. Yeah. Scheduling issue. But quite honestly, I think it's to do with the fact that people aren't in the crowd. Same situation as the rock, Mm -hmm. like where, you know, why use somebody when you can make them a draw next year, you got, you got Kane, you got the Bella twins, you got, um, British Bulldog, British Bulldog, which I'm excited about. That's a good uh, one. JBL and Jushin Thunder Liger, who yeah. made sense at the time last year because he had actually just retired. He uh, they had like the Wrestle Kingdom event, and it was so it was January 2020, and he had just had his last match. So I think it was kind of cool that they were going to do that because that guy definitely deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. He's absolutely, everywhere. absolutely. And then and then you got Molly Holly. Mm-hmm. Interesting one. And um, the great Kali. Mm, interesting. Right. Right. And then uh, I think there's going to be one or two more. And I, Paul Heyman did like a little teaser where, yeah. you know, he said, I think I'm not going to give away who the next, uh, the next, Oh, I think he All is in going in. Yeah, Rob Van Dam, which I think is well deserved. He's uh, gonna either. Rob Van Dam is gonna be so high at yeah. his oh, Hall so of Fame. Yeah. <laughs> thing. So like high. it's gonna be his last like middle finger to the, uh, the substance abuse policy there. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. So he, so what are, what are you guys' thoughts on get just you know, take uh, a couple. You don't have to go through them all. Okay. I mean, just name a couple and, and see what your thoughts are. I mean, the new, the NWO, I like, it makes sense. Like, I get it. You know, the look at what 
their impact was on the business. And quite honestly, people can make the argument that if the NWO didn't come about, you wouldn't have had DX. So there, there's there's arguments there for that. Um, obviously, Jushin Thunder Liger deserves to go in. British Bulldog. I I honestly don't know how they did that, but how they pulled that one off. But I'm really happy that it's happening. Uh, I, I in in my like own head canon, I always think like when the Hart Foundation, like the Hart Foundation, should be like inducted in the Hall of Fame, but like all of them, like the 1997 version of it, which included Owen and Brian Pillman and um, Jim the Anvil. But that's just a quick aside by me. JBL, I'm eh, he's eh, nah. I don't think I don't know. I I'm going to go back to Vader. If Vader's not in and Sid's not in, JBL should not be in. What did he get? One run. I agree. He had one run where he was a champion, and honestly, it was the time that I hated watching wrestling at that point. Like he was, he had some decent matches. Honestly, he was best in in um, APA. APA. It's not even a question. But JBL is an example of a guy who's just been hanging around. Who's like in. I don't know if he's still doing like uh, commentary or whatever, but he's at he's at catering every week probably, and they're like, okay, uh, we need another guy for the Hall of Fame. JBL, come on, man! Yeah. And then they fucking add him because he's right around the corner, and they don't have to fucking pay him anything. Um, I <laughs> sorry, was that was that me? No, think, like, no. no I, I mean, I, no, it, it it's not you. I I have my my issue with it is. Why do the classes have to be so big every year? Oh, why I not agree. Just, why not just stupid. choose one person? Because it it doesn't make a lot of sense. It's it becomes like a really long event. Like, and if you're doing it the night before WrestleMania again, like I know they moved it around and now it's back to the night before. Like this guy's got to get up the next morning. Like you can't be having these people for hours sitting there listening to speeches. It it like doesn't make sense to me. Like Mikey. Keep it, that's the less is more thing that they they'll never do. It, but yeah, I know. Is it the night before the night before WrestleMania? So now we're talking about. I think it's Friday. Maybe, so, yeah, so it might it's be Friday, Friday night. It's Friday night. It's Friday night. Okay. I know. So it's WrestleMania. But when's Takeover happening? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, this when's yeah, Takeover when, happening? Is that Wednesday and Thursday? Thursday. Okay, yeah. so now. Then, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So then uh-huh. Friday, you arguably have SmackDown. Well, it's WrestleMania week. That's the what they do. That's yeah. It's gonna be. It's, it's gonna be an they do it, and, and listen, if you're in the here's the cool thing though about WrestleMania and that they've done it this way is that if you're in the city that WrestleMania takes place in and you get awarded that bid, it's pretty cool because they do like a a big fan interaction. Then they do they'll do to, takeover. Then they'll do the Hall of Fame. Then they'll do WrestleMania. So it's actually kind of a cool bid to have. Mm-hmm. Um, which is which is really nice. I get from the the fans' perspective, and for us, it's a, it's a lot, and there is a lot to it. But I agree with you, Mike, on the on the the Hall of Fame part of it. Like they totally need to do something different. Like they need to have like five tiers or three tiers, and induct one person from each tier or some award, and then have one like really good award that maybe they don't do every year. You know well, what I mean? Like, yeah, and and the pool gets really thin because they keep doing so many classes every year. So now, well now they're reaching everything. out to these, you know, peripheral guys that which causes us to be like, well, why are they going in? You know, there's no reason that to... they've just been like throwing a ton of people in every year. It's like let's have like ten inductees. Like, all right, well, yeah. this is a little much. You know, there's now no reason now you, the you book the yourself. In Listen, I'm all for having the Hall of Fame be. A, a show because it deserves to be a show guys have done you know d- wrestlers have have gone through their whole lives to put everything that they had including their family's lives at stake it was their family livelihood mm-hmm. to get to that point i will only say this the hall of fame is still a farce until it becomes a physical location i agree right outside of new york it needs to it there needs to be an actual attraction you have all that real estate half of their people are working remotely now yeah use the real estate figure out a way to make the hall of fame and and guys for all of you who are listening to us right now we do have a hall of fame uh episode that you can hear all about our thoughts about the hall of fame you can actually go to struttingfromgorilla.com and check mm-hmm. out all of our all of our previous episodes. Um, you can even check out Mikey's 
Uh, got a blog going there. You can check out some of the stuff from our Twitter feed. Go to strutticfromgorilla.com. It's brand new. Put a lot of work into it. And we think that that's going to be another component that you could really check out and be part of the Strutting from Gorilla crew. So, Yeah, and tell us if we're wrong on this, too. Like, you can say, hey, you know, Vito, Vito hated the, the Great Kali in the Hall of Fame. Well, hey, you may love the Great Kali. And if you're one of the three or four fans that are in the world that like the Great Kali, please tweet at us. Let us know. Wow. I would love to know that. Sick I would burn. love to know that. Yeah. Wow. It's just one of those things. Like, you know, the Great Kali, I don't understand why he's in. If they're just trying to get more viewers from he's from India, is that correct? Like I bet. if they're just trying to do that and appease those fans because he has a huge fan base over there, maybe I'm missing something out. And I, I don't I don't know. I just if you're asking me as someone who enjoys wrestling, whether you're any nationality, I don't care what kind of wrestler you are, I just enjoy wrestling because of key components. I don't care about anything else. And I just don't think the great Kali fit in any of those. We even have a discussion about big guys in wrestling. Right. Bobby Stone's favorite one. And we think he's the worst big guy of all time, basically. It's true. And it's just, he's not a good wrestler. I'm sorry. He's a great big guy, but well, not a good Vito, wrestler. And Vito, one of the things that happens here is decisions like that fan the flames for detractors of doing something like a Hall of Fame for pro wrestling. Correct. Because it's like, well, it sort of makes it seem like, to use Mango's word, a sham. Yeah, I agree. I will tell it's, you, though, I... It's Eddie's it's, wedding was a sham, so... <laughs> <laughs> Boom! Shaka-laka. So, but here's the thing. I kind of am excited to see the people that induct them in. Like, it, that's always kind of cool, because some of them have good stories. Like, I'll give you an example. I was reading the... I'm reading the, the Vader book, which I've talked about before, and it's really good. There's a lot of stuff I didn't understand about Vader, but he inducted um, Stan Hansen into the into the Hall of Fame, right? Well, did you know Stan Hansen was the guy that popped his eyeball out? And he did it purposefully. He beat the crap out of Vader. Vader had surgeries for seven to eight months later, and he had like nine or ten surgeries on his eyeball. And you would think that um, this, this was 2016 Hall of Fame that this happened. And um, he gave a... So the guy that knocked his eyeball out is inducting this guy into the Hall of Fame. And why? Well, here's the deal. That match with Vader and Hanson where he popped his eyeball out, Vader could have sat there and said, hey, you know what? I hate this guy. I'm never going to like him again. Well, they decided that it was better for their storytelling and wrestling if they continued to go and fight all around the world and use that storyline. And what happened? Both their careers took off. And so if it wasn't for that incident, they used, Vader said, you know what? I could sit here and be pissed at this guy forever, or we can make amends and make some money and make this thing happen. And he took that route. And so now they were like best friends before D- Vader passed away, but they were very, very close. And I, I just thought that was a cool little you know story that not a lot of people knew about. And I didn't know about it. I didn't even know who Stan Hansen was. But sometimes it's cool to see these guys. You go back, and now we have the network. You could check out some of their matches and see their stuff. So I always like the, the inductees, and I'm always curious to see who it's going to be. Well, interestingly, I think this is a good segue here because you just mentioned the network. So maybe we get like our last bit here is yep. just talking about the Peacock transition yep. and uh, about several of the little articles of news that have come out about p- things that are getting edited out. One of them being Vince McMahon dropping the N word, which makes perfect sense why they'd cut that out. Um, doesn't need to be in there. Wasn't good at the time. Not good now. Uh, another one was when Roddy Piper basically did blackface, but half of his face and they cut that, they cut out the whole match. I think there's some things that are going to make sense for them to cut out. And what we're going to start seeing is I think like a real kind of watering down of the history of the product, because I think a lot of that stuff isn't aging well. And with the way things are and, and with Peacock's standards of practice or whatever it is, I think it, you know, it it doesn't bode well for a lot for us wanting to rewatch some of those old Attitude Era Raws and pay per views and stuff because I think a lot of things are going to get cut out. Yeah, and- so I have watched a few of them. I've been on that run right now, and um, I don't know the Roddy Roddy Piper situation because I didn't see it. Right, like I I, I don't want to speak to it because I don't know what what happened. I I really don't. I haven't seen it. Yeah. Um, but. 
I can tell you that there's a segment where DX comes out against uh, mm-hmm. uh, and and uh, Xbox, Xbox wearing blackface, blackface and and so is Billy Gunn and the, yeah and I, are they going to edit that out like I, quite I, honestly I, like I bet I think they're going to but here's I bet the thing. they're going to here's the thing though like I I, I get it I do I I'm not I, there's, I don't want to turn this into a political argument yeah. at all because it's just not worth it it's we, Got, we've beaten that to death in the nation as it is. I just like when it comes to content of stuff that I enjoyed watching when I was younger, like and that I'm paying for, like I just want to be able to choose what I want to watch and not want to watch. And if you're going to edit it out, like certain things I get, like, but stuff happened. You know what I mean? Stuff happened mm-hmm. different during a different time. And like, you don't have to watch it. Like, no one's asking you to go watch it. It's not like they're airing it on TV. It's literally like if I had a DVD right now, I could go back and watch it if I wanted to. But Again, we don't have DVD. I just it's, want a disclaimer more than anything. Oh, uh, okay. I, I think this is probably a great time to introduce everybody to the WWE Stockwatch. And that is, um, I don't know, it's probably $44, something like that. No, it's at 55 Oh, shit. I should have bought it again. Why does it keep going up? You this is the greatest us. stock advice uh, segment <laughs> of all time. Like, the the, the, the guys, biggest rivalry right now shit. is between Bobby Stone and whoever whoever his stock guy is because he just keeps going back and forth on this. Uh, I, I, Long form storytelling. When will Bobby pull the trigger and actually buy the stock? <laughs> I, I, you should have bought it at 37. I didn't, and now it's at 55, so kill me twice. Um, but I will say... There'll be a decline once again, once we choppy choppy the peacock, once they go through all of the editing (laughs) and the peacock is all, just throw me a disclaimer. That's all I want. You say that this isn't, this isn't necessarily a view of our times now, but this was a part of our time then. And you can't rewrite history. It was what it was. It, it did happen. So instead of trying to fade it out and rewrite it, Learn from it. Yeah, it's like the blood incidents, right? Like, you know, they have to, like, put on... They have to make them black and white now. Like, it just... No. Like, that's that's not what it was. And I mm-hmm. just... I get it. It may not be the way it is now, but you don't have to watch it. They're not airing it on a television channel that you're forced to watch or anything. Like, you are literally picking segments that you want. So, yeah. but that's, also, that's my thing. But, but Vito, you can't forget, and we always forget this... I think as trending from gorilla people, the main people who watch this are like six years old. So like a six year old are going on and learning about blackface and all this stuff. It's like, yeah, that's true too. Even with a disclaimer, that's a tough one to uh, explain. We forget you know? that. I mean, we're in our thirties and we still love it. Not a lot of people are in there. That's the thing I don't like about like um, the women's wrestlers being so sexy. I'm like, <laughs> these people watch this are five years old and they're being subjected to these very sexy women. Oh, yeah. But again, I'll go back to when we were younger. Like, bring them on. You, do you want to see pictures in my room? I had posters of all the centerfolds in the WWE magazines and I was 12 years old. I loved every second of it. But again, it, but different right. generation, different time. I get it. I understand. And as you get older, you're, you know, things change for you. You evolve. And so you can, there's plenty of things that, you go back and you watch now and you're like, well, that was pretty awful. Like that yeah. did not age well. And like, you kind of cringe a little bit. So like, I can, I can understand them trying to, in their minds, avoid the cringiness of it and be like, you can't, we can't fucking have that. Like, yeah. uh, it's like you said, mango, like possibly you're going to have like a six year old, like watching this thing. And you're like, all right. Uh, well, there was a disclaimer, you know? And well, well, I think you could do probably like parent, parent parental editing stuff too like yeah. if they don't want certain stuff like, like all of its rated segment thing? like it's only hey you only can you're only i have access to like whatever the the rating tv ratings are and they rate them all if they are not correct at in the time rate them differently and and do it that way and and, and, and i mean let's let's i mean who knows what's going to happen yeah, once it's all on there and once it's even on they could change it up because there were things that weren't edited in wwe network before that became edited later and and vice versa so it's like who knows you know that's the thing like we're kind of accepting a lack of control here like we have no 
Sorry, man. Go ahead. I'm sorry to interrupt you. I want to let you know I have a, a month, one month old upstairs who I'm going to let watch wrestling when she gets older. But I have to go, guys. I'm sorry. I love you. Okay. Right. See ya. Mango, thank, thank you for coming. So the 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 other thing I I want to mention with this um, is I'm not super excited about the Peacock thing. I know like uh, the the free with Comcast thing is going to be awesome, but I find it difficult to navigate. Maybe it's just the the format I'm on because I use Apple TV, but sometimes I find it a little difficult to navigate on the WWE Network and getting into another another app that has all this other stuff in it. And it, I just, I hope they do a good job so far. I went in and they, they do have like a pretty cool layout, which I'm excited about. They don't have all the content in it yet. And um, it'll be interesting to see how that goes. I want to have all the content that was available before. Cause that was really cool. All the little, you know, Bobby's here's network I, nuggets. Here's what I didn't understand about it at all. Like if you have the network and you have Peacock, why couldn't you just have linked the two together? Now, I know why, in principle, you need to, because they're trying to drive people to, to use Peacock as a collective. Mm-hmm. But for those who just want to watch wrestling, I don't know. It's a, it, it, it's a great it, it's a great avenue, and it's going to work out however it's supposed to work out. And everybody's in a battle to, to pick up as much content as they can, and this one was inevitable. But I just want you to know, um, too, the other thing with it, Bobby, you brought up a really good point there is it is free if you have Comcast now and it is only four ninety nine. But my Netflix was three ninety nine when I first got it and it is now almost twenty dollars a month. So keep that in mind. They don't just give this stuff away for free. They Their goal is to build subscribers. And then it's like that slow burn of like, oh, it's a dollar more. Oh, then it's two dollars more. And then now you're paying for everything else besides the WWE Network. You're paying for all that other stuff. So just keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. There was also so, a delay issue too. I don't know if you guys heard about that. Like where they had the, they had, yeah, I guess people were really complaining because they had WWE um, network going and then they had Peacock going and Peacock was a minute behind and people were all upset about it. Cause they were like, well, that's going to be a huge issue. Like, it was this big thing, but I, I don't care. Maybe if matter. you're live tweeting the event, I suppose that's probably what the issue was. Cause it was tweeters, but I know we're out of time. Bobby Stone, take it away, man. Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, this has been another fantastic episode, but there is one thing that we did not touch upon that I want to make sure we did before we end up uh, heading out. So, Mikey, match recommendations. What do you got for us? Yes. uh, So, my match recommendation is one interview and one match. The interview is the Broken Skull session with Randy Orton. I think it's worth a watch, and people need to see how, speaking of evolution... (laughs) weirdly uh named that how he evolved over time and uh seems like a very different person now and the match that i want people to check out actually has nothing to do with wwe i know we're talking about wrestlemania but i felt like this match was so good i could not help but show my girl thunder rosa some more love because her and Britt baker had a lights out unsanctioned match on the march 17th edition of dynamite and that match was incredible. There was blood, there was thumbtacks, there were tables. It was it was an ECW lover's dream. And they pulled it off. It was so well done between the two of them. And, and I really hope that this is not the last time we see the, those two step in the squared circle together. I think it's definitely worth a watch. People need to see that. Uh, and coincidentally, it's also the first... Uh, main event that the women's the women's division has had in AEW, so pretty good showing. I I just want to add to that because I saw it after you recommended it and heard good things, and it was really good. I um I feel like I can be our resident ECW expert. I'm not a total expert, but I think that's kind of my style that I enjoy. And um I I gotta tell you, it was really good, and it was good to see like the women wrestlers embracing it a little bit like Mm -hmm. i I don't know there's just something about that style of match that i it it, it's really good and if you want a lesson in how to do a hardcore match you gotta watch mick foley i mean i know you could sit here and say he's this hardcore legend and terry funk but foley had this way like when he was wrestling 
And I, I hope some of the the women, because there really isn't like a, a woman hardcore wrestler that I can tell you is is in that same echelon. Like there just isn't. And uh, if if they want to be good, watch Foley do it because he creates this empathy with how he does it. Like mm-hmm. even when he kicks out, watch some of the matches he's in. He does this fake kick out. Like it's like one, two, three, and then he does like this limp kick out. Like hey, mm-hmm. I'm still going here, but you yeah. beat me but I'm not done, you know, and that type of thing, like those little things go a long way and you don't realize it as a, as a fan, but as a wrestler, they talk about it. And I, it's that little stuff that I think just gets missed out on. And um, it was pretty cool. So uh, yeah, that, that would be good. The other thing that I want to mention, I don't know if Bobby you're going to or not, but I know we're going to be coming up with another episode and we're going to bring in a, I know all of us, probably Mike, you're the, the most knowledgeable in New Japan wrestling. But we're going to bring in a guest, Anya, to, to talk with us about New Japan wrestling a little bit and maybe even um, some other thoughts. She's a, a very big wrestling fan, yeah. but very, very knowledgeable. A real, she's a real expert on New Japan. Yeah, so that'll be good. I, I will say I am looking forward to our next couple of episodes ahead of us. Um, you know, I think this is a great time to uh, keep everybody engaged checking out our our twitter our tiktok um and both of those handles are from underscore gorilla um as mentioned previously starting from gorilla.com is now live feel free to check us out there um and most importantly thank you for the love as always uh we love it we love bringing it to you so uh until next time boys we now return your perception of reality to you until next time.